Warning, the following program is solely intended for a mature audience. Any of the idiotic opinions and views expressed on this show are solely opinions of Dark Friends Radio and not of its advertisers, which is completely pointless because this poorly produced, dumbass podcast has no advertisers. I'm sorry, son, um, but uh, we do have an advertiser now, Ampsmart. So, uh, yeah, um, sorry, go back to your thing. Furthermore, any rebroadcast or redistribution of Dark Friend Radio podcast without per- the permission is strictly prohibited. If you do, we will find you. Then we will send three black-eyed children to your home or office to collect your soul. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios in Stark Bridge Radio. And welcome to Dark Fringe Radio, your number one spot for the conspiratorial paranormal. Everything strange, macabre, and unusual. And we do this every week. And of course, I can't do this without my co-host every week, Jay. Jay, what's going on, my brother? What is going on, Dark Fringers? How are we doing this evening? Uh, we're awesome, man. And you sound wonderful tonight. You got your nice, beautiful microphone. You sound like a fucking professional, like a doctor over there. Sounded good. Yes. Nice. So uh, tonight we got a really good uh, episode for you guys. And uh, we're going to be talking about subliminal advertising. And uh, it's uh, something we've really not talked about before, but we're going to get into tonight and uh, get our hands dirty with some of this subliminal advertising. How about that, Jay? You still there, brother? Yeah. I, I mean, it's... I'm excited for this episode. It's going to be uh, cool. There's a lot of there's a lot of different branches, a lot of different ways this could go out, and uh, and uh, some of the history of it and and kind of uh, how it came to be is really interesting as well. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And uh, of course, before we get into the topic, we got to do a little housekeeping, as like we always do, Jay. Every week, right. we have to. You know what I mean? We just got to get things out of the way, just just to let the new you know listeners. Just got to sweep the floors. Yeah, got to yeah. wash the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah You got to yeah. clean the ceiling fans. You got to get <laughs> the hookers out. Get rid of the evidence. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, that's what we got to do. A little housekeeping, so. Uh, of course, just want to let everybody how you can follow us on social media. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look up Dark Fringe Radio. Real simple. Just uh, check that out there. Uh, make sure you subscribe, you um, you know, follow and share and like all our stuff. Uh, we really appreciate that. That's what gets the word out, and uh, we try to keep things interesting there on the social media front as well. So um, how to, um, of course, uh, communicate with us. You can send us any kind of correspondence to us directly at thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Again, that's thedarkfringe.com at gmail.com and uh, last but not least how you can you listen to the podcast very simple anywhere you would normally listen to any podcast we're everywhere um you know stitcher spotify google play itunes it doesn't matter and uh, you can go to one shop stop just by going to our website excuse me our website and which is uh darkfringeradio.wordpress.com uh go right there and you can just pick your poison of whichever uh, you know, streaming service that you would like to use to listen to the podcast. So uh, that's pretty much it, Jay. Uh, that's how uh, everybody can listen to the podcast. Pretty simple, pretty easy. Uh, we like to keep things uh, pretty simple for everybody. No, that was uh, about as simple and easy as it gets. High and tight, clear, concise, as per usual. 
news, my man. All right, man. So listen, let's get us uh, to the uh, next segment of the podcast, which is, of course, the mailbag. Jay, ready for the mailbag? Please check your mailbox. This week, uh, we have a pretty interesting one, Jay. Uh, this one comes from a Rick Smith, and um, this one uh, has to do with Jeffrey Epstein, of course. Okay. Uh, Rick Smith sent this in. He says, guys, I just wanted to send you a couple of articles that uh, happened this week uh, regarding the uh, infamous now or now infamous uh, Jeffrey Epstein. First off, uh, which is uh, a story that actually came out of Tampa, Florida, which is around your neck of the woods, which is a, uh, a plastic surgeon's uh, personal airplane fell out of the sky and crashed mm-hmm. and the guy burned to death. Uh, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> of course, this plastic surgeon happened to be. The plastic surgeon of Jeffrey Epstein, and um, weird, weird, and not only that, the circumstances, of course, of the reason of the crash is even weirder, Jay. And the reason is, is because supposedly the wrong fuel was put into the airplane. Now, from what I gathered, wrong fuel being put into an airplane—that mistake is happens probably next to nil. Like, I don't. You play. You play. Uh, you play pool, Jay. What the hell? I do. What 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 would be considered something like, you know, maybe a parallel to something like that, like something that's so improbable that you would have the wrong fuel in the airplane. I mean, it's just really improbable. Uh, well, that's honestly, it would be it would be akin to playing in an eight ball tournament, but you keep racking nine ball. <laughs> yeah that's weird right <laughs> like it, it doesn't i mean theoretically it, i guess it could happen but reality is it, it really shouldn't yeah i mean yeah well it's it just i don't know how you would you can't even put the wrong gas in a car like have you ever tried to put the diesel in an octane car the nozzle doesn't fit no, and versa vice you can't it's to fuck that up is it takes monumental idiocy or 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 and that is what we're here for and that's what we're talking about which is sabotage my friend sabotage and uh well that doesn't end there jay um he goes on to write rick here he goes also uh later on in the week it appears that jeffrey epstein's private banker at deutsch and city bank was found swinging from a rope uh, uh, right before FBI was supposed to question him. So uh, there you go, Jay. Another uh, piece to the puzzle of Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. And the body count continues, man. I mean, this is this past week, man. This is going on right now. He's, he's like Tupac. <laughs> he's taking people with him even after. We think we think he's dead, but he keeps releasing songs. It's the fucking weirdest shit. That is killing people, man. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Somebody... Somebody really wanted him and any belief that he ever existed just wiped off the face of this planet. It's a, it's a scary proposition, dude. It is. It very much is. And you know what? It's scary to know that some people actually have that type of power. You know what I mean? And just And he had a lot of money, dude. You know, he was a billionaire. And, you know, when you have that kind of money... You know what money that you know brings. You know you can you can get away with a lot with money. You know what I mean? You can make things happen. Appear that yeah, may have not happened. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, absolutely, uh, absolutely. The, the old adage of uh, you know everybody has their price. It's pretty much true. If you got enough money, you can make anything happen anywhere, anytime for whatever reason. Yeah, money talks, bullshit walks, as they say, right? 
But for uh, real, yeah, exactly right. So, well, listen, Rick, thanks for sending that in. Uh, we really appreciate it. So that's two down for this week, Jay, on the Jeffrey Epstein body count. Uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty invigorating week for that. Uh, so we'll see what more continues. And we're still going to dedicate one podcast uh, to this individual and uh, the, the craziness that's happened. I, I think, I think it's coming. It's coming, dude. It has to. Coming. I mean, listen, it's and, it and the reason, like I said, that why we haven't done one because things keep happening. You know what I mean? I don't want to do a podcast and then things are still happening after the fact. You know what I mean? I kind of want to. Have I know. Have I know. We some kind of finality or something to it. Maybe like a month of not happening stuff. We're not. Uh, we're not on the form of the median that uh, allows us to talk about current subjects while they're going on. We have to talk about them just past tense. Right. Uh, so you can look back with hindsight being twenty twenty. Exactly. You're absolutely right. So uh, listen, Rick. Thanks for sending that in. Really appreciate that uh, update on those uh, those two cases that are uh, related to Jeffrey Epstein. Really do appreciate it. And again, uh, like I said, we'll do a podcast dedicated to that subject matter. So, uh, which uh, brings me to the next segment of the podcast here, Jay, which is what the f Florida man? Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. Now to the town of Sefner, Florida, near Tampa, where last night the earth opened up as it does increasingly and. This time it swallowed a 37-year-old man as he slept in his home. A man accused of destroying a liquor store in Okaloosa County told police he was in Alice in Wonderland. Matthew Horace Jones also said a caterpillar smoking a hookah told him to do it. A man calls 911 while Collier County Sheriff's deputies are chasing him and he says Donald Trump, our president, is his personal friend, a close one at that. A Lake Worth man is uh, not too happy. He's accused of getting violent when waiters at a restaurant told him they weren't giving away free pizza. Covering Florida this morning, a Key West man is behind bars. Investigators say he was caught with a large amount of cocaine hidden in this Cookie Monster doll. All the shit, man. And uh, for those that are new to the podcast, this is a little segment of the podcast where we talk about some of the crazy shit that happens in this crazy state that we live in jay i, I can't even express how unbelievable crazy this shit is yeah no the, the the headlines are just literally unbelievable if you were to read some of this stuff you would be like oh this is the onion right i'm reading the onion right no this is right this is fake right this is not real no this shit is real so jay what do you have for this week with for what the f florida man opening statement <laughs> a drunken shirtless man allegedly barged into several Pensacola homes looking for a fight before running into a fence and knocking himself out. Wow. So uh, he found the fight that he couldn't win, which was the fence, huh? <laughs> which was the fence. <laughs> Christopher Doyle, 32, was arrested Tuesday night for numerous offenses, including home invasion, battery, burglary, larceny, and criminal mischief. Uh, he began his rampage by kicking open a, a gate, uh, approaching a woman who was sitting outside of her mobile home, <laughs> punching her in the side of the head. Oh, no. Classy. Very classy. Damaged a ladder you, uh, and the exterior ladder. door of a residence before moving way. on to the next home. That ladder was in my way, goddammit. Uh, seriously. <laughs> I mean. That was a rampage, huh? Uh, seriously. It, it's like. Like that old video game with the gorilla and the dinosaur yeah, climbing yeah. the <clears throat> building wreck and Ralph style. This guy was going crazy. Yeah. So what was this guy on? He's, he, this guy, this reeks of meth. Uh, it reeks of meth, but it comes down to him believing somebody had stolen his pizza. 
No, get the fuck out of here. All this was for a stolen pizza. Stolen pizza. Something that could have been, uh, you know, just probably, you know, taken care of with this 12, 14 bucks. Somebody could have got him a pizza. He would have been okay. He got he got drunk, ordered pizza, and thought someone took it. <laughs> well, there you go. So he went door to door looking for someone's ass to beat. <laughs> he was Rick and Ralph style, huh? looking for that pizza, no? I better. I mean, listen, I can't lie. I just had a little season before we started here tonight. <laughs> that's uh, a. <laughs> don't don't yeah. For those who don't know, that's a brand of cheap pizza. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Yeah, don't get between Jay and a, and a, and a slice of Little Caesars pizza. That's it's, mm. yeah, no, uh, uh-uh. it's, it's recipe for disaster, my friends. Uh, well, listen, that's a great uh, story, Jay. For what the f, Florida man, and man goes crazy, absolutely ape shit, looking for his pizza now that uh, somebody supposedly stole. So, thanks, Jay, for that for uh, this week uh, for what the f, Florida man, and that's going to bring us to our segment for the podcast for uh, tonight, which we'll be getting into here momentarily. We'll be talking about subliminal advertising, some of the more nefarious side of it as well I'll be talking about. And uh, we'll be talking about a little bit, you know, this and that. So uh, we hope you guys stick around and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Get ready. This is Robert Sullivan, author of The Royal Arch of Enoch, Cinema Symbolism, Cinema Symbolism 2, A Pact with the Devil, and you are now listening to Dark Fringe Radio. There's over! Ladies and germs! It's showtime! All right, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in tonight at uh, Dark Fringe Radio. And, uh, Jay, this was uh, a topic that uh, you wanted to bring up tonight. And uh, I said, listen, man, uh, the floor is up to you, man. I, 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 my brain is fried. I, I, I couldn't come up with anything else. I gave it to you, man. I was like, I gave you the ball for you to run with it, and you ran, and, and you scored a touchdown with this uh, topic. And we're going to be getting into subliminal advertising and, uh, you know, some of the, how these companies are able to put these things and uh, us not even notice it, and it's just right there in the front of our eyes. So, uh, Jay, let's talk about this tonight. This is a pretty interesting topic. We've really kind of tiptoed around this topic and some other, uh, you know, semi, semi-related topics around the area. But we've really never delved into the actual subliminal advertising, um, you know, realm of the conspiratorial. But, um, you know, listen, I started, uh, you know, getting into this a long time ago, you know, learning about some of these like big corporate America uh, companies and their logos and stuff like that. Let's talk about that. I know you've, you, you know, this is something that, um, you know, you brought up. What, what, uh, what was some of the things that you found when you, uh, you know, started looking up this topic? Well, I think it's interesting um, where, where the story begins, mm-hmm. the, the story begins back in 1985, I believe it was, yeah, December 23rd, 1985 <clears throat> is where the story begins. And it begins with two teenagers who are high on multiple forms of, uh, drugs and alcohol while listening to a Judas Priest album, <laughs> decide to go to a public park and blow their brains out. Right, yeah. We know that story. That's a, it's a classic story. We know that story, that classic story. But this is really where you see the word subliminal messaging start to creep into uh, pop culture, into regular society. Right. Uh, 
it was before then it was there were talks there were theories i'm sure there was probably some government experiments that's my conspiracy <laughs> theory hat on but as it comes down to it 1985 december 23 1985 when those two kids killed themselves and jews priest became the number one target yeah i remember that and being sued for like eight million dollars I, I think, you know what, Jay, that was a, a really interesting point in, in history, in music history, too. Um, that was actually one of the first times that I recognized how smart D. Snyder was. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm standing up for the entire yeah, headbanging like, faction. Absolutely. Um, like, I didn't realize how smart the guy was. Like, Oh, Dean I, D. Snyder is super smart. Yeah, He's very see, well put together. Yeah, but you see this, like, cross-dressing, like, androgynous dude on a fucking, you know, heavy metal band, and you're just like, that guy doesn't know shit from fucking, you know, anything, right? Then you yeah. listen to this guy talk, and you're just like, well, what the fuck? This guy knows what he's talking about. He's, he's very bright. Yeah. Very well-spoken. Uh, you know, he was fantastic through the whole thing, but it's it became this is where it started to creep into where the thought of so many people putting a putting a, a message in something so powerful you can't stop yourself from going and either purchasing a product or doing something as bad as killing yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's unbelievable, and this is where you start to even though the case got thrown out, this is where you really start to see that whole theory of subliminal messaging and starts to morph into subliminal advertising. Did you know that there was actually a Coca-Cola poster put out there? And the artist, supposedly unbeknown to to Mm Coca-Cola, painted in the ice cube a woman about to give a a (laughs) blowjob. I saw that. I saw that in my uh, that my research for the subject, and I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "That's fucking crazy!" Shit. I was like, "It's right there." <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But, it's but you it's totally, also just like uh, you would totally miss it though if you were just looking at the coke. Like you were like, "Oh, it's coke." Okay, let me just grab nobody, it. Nobody, nobody really would have noticed would had it not been like I wouldn't have had it not been pointed out. No, there's if you look in a lot of like alcohol commercials. Yes. You know, they always have the ice. They always right. have the the bottle of whatever it is, and then next to it, the ice with the, the in the glass right. with the drink poured over it. A lot of them will spell sex. Yep. To make you associate sex with this particular alcohol. Yes. So if I want to get laid tonight, I'm gonna go get me a bottle of Ciroc <laughs> or, or whatever, some, or something. Boone's Farm, whatever. Or some whatever. Fireball. <laughs> Depends on what kind of girl you're looking for. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> That yeah, is for sure. But you're right. Depends on, depends on the kind of hangover you want in the morning. <laughs> that too. That too. Or if you want to remember uh, who you were hanging out with the night before. Um, but yeah, you're talk- You're absolutely right about some of these uh, logos, man. I started doing some research on the logos themselves, Jay, and I, I found some pretty interesting ones. Like, like you know, so there's some really innocent ones. Like, for instance, like the Big Ten Conference. If you ever look at the logo at that, it actually has the number 11 embedded in there. So it actually represents how many teams are in the Big Ten. Um, yep. the, the one I, uh, I, I missed that I didn't even know that was, uh, a subliminal message was the Goodwill's, um, logo, which had the big ass G that was the face. I didn't even know yep. it was a G. Um, yep. that was another one that I saw. And, um, another one that I've totally missed that I see every fucking day is the amazon.com logo where it, it has the actual, you know, the, um, the arrow pointing from the A to the Z, 
You know what I mean? Basically saying yep. they have everything from A to Z. So it, it's crazy now that you're starting to see that these companies have embedded this kind of like almost hidden message in all their advertising just to kind of entice you in a way. Right, Jay? Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly what they do. They try to find ways to kind of get in there. Get It's, it's just like you if you say the word engagement ring the next time you go on facebook all of a sudden there's all these engagement rings it just companies are never stopping finding ways to slip in to uh to your consciousness like did you hear about um the marlboros some of the little barcodes yeah i saw about that the, the f1 formula cars yeah yeah so yeah. they because they couldn't they couldn't all of racing back then was running you know you had the winston cup you had you know, the F1, everything was, was all about cigarettes. And then as soon as the bottom fell out of that, they had to come up with other ways to try to stay in those cars. Mm-hmm. Um, so in F1, instead of having Marlboro, they had the, the – it was all red, that Marlboro red with the barcode in it. And uh, it was there to remind people to smoke. It's crazy. It is crazy. And you know what? You would never even think about it. When you looked at it, you'd be like, oh, that's just some barcode. I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? But they say when the car goes by so fast that it actually it almost looks like the Marlboro symbol. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and that's crazy when you think about it. Like you're saying, like that's like the ultimate form of subliminal messaging. It's right there in front of your face. And you know, going back, let's. You know, I want to kind of like go back reverse and talk about that case that you you opened up with with um you know Twisted Sister and D Snyder and all that crazy shit. And you know um. Well, you know that you know the band that you know the band was Judas Priest. Judas Priest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. But um, you, we talk about this, and there was also another case with Ozzy Osbourne where there was a kid who actually, I think, shot himself and killed himself too because supposedly that in one of the songs that Ozzy had came out with, it said, shoot. Yeah, you also had a couple with Metallica. Really? I didn't know about that one either. Tell me about those. Yeah, I, there was, uh, it was again, it's kind of similar situation. You had a couple kids that were supposedly – listening to Metallica, worshiping Satan, and I think the one sacrificed the other. If I, I might be getting some of those facts a little bit foggy, but mm-hmm. again, same kind of thing. You end up, <clears throat> they end up on trial because the parents of America are trying to, you know, to keep their kids clean and pristine, but in reality, the two aren't related. No, not at all. And, you know, and I'm sorry I made that kind of correlation earlier with D. Snyder and and Judas Priest, but the reason why I did is because it started with that case with Judas Priest, and then people started really kind of getting into everybody that was in the heavy metal scene. So they were even looking at bands like Twisted Sister and trying to say that they were like, you know, you know, promoting like Satanism and shit like that. And that's when D. Snyder had to go out there and you know say the shit that he had to say. And so I just wanted to let everybody know where I was correlating those two things together. But yeah, you're absolutely right, Jay. You know. Those uh, those cases, you know, with the Ozzy Osbourne case, which was another one, which was really, really, you know, important because they really tried to pin this on him, you know, and it was all it was was a sound effect that it, it was a synthesized sound effect that uh, was on, a, you know, on a music board or, or a soundboard. Uh, if those that know in the music business, there's these big soundboards where they have, you know, hundreds of, you know, effects, sound effects that, you know, do different things and. That happened to be one of them, and it just happened to sound like shoot, I guess, if you know, if you were to slow it down. But 
it, that was a stretch, Jay. I mean, but they tried. They tried to pin it on him. Right. Well, I, and that's the whole. That's the whole thing with with all these these bands. Once you once you start to say that someone can have the power of suggestion over you without your knowledge or without your consent, um, it leads to nefarious things. I mean, it means that if I go make myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich after we're done. There's a chance that it wasn't because I wanted peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's because <laughs> Peter Pan put an ad somewhere. Yeah. You know, it just kind of popped up a little thing and it made me think, oh, I'm going to go make myself peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It takes all free will. So it's super, it's a frightening prospect to think that someone could have any kind of control over you to such a deep extent that you think that you're actually in control of it. Yeah. And you're really it's frightening. Not. And you're really not. You're just, you know, running on your subliminal conscious unfortunately you know you're running on that auto drive and uh you really think you're thinking but you're not like jay's saying and it's just it's crazy to think that so to talk about a couple more um other not so nefarious uh you know subliminal messages uh we're talking about um have you seen the baskin robbins one jay yes i did yeah so that baskin robbins one if you look at that one it pretty much says 31 in the middle i mean and it's on purpose obviously for the 31 flavors that uh they're known for and then Another one that's um, you know not so nefarious is the FedEx one where it has the uh, arrow uh, in the uh, EX portion of the uh, word or the advertisement, and uh, it's that's pretty pretty uh, you know apparent there. Um, and then you have you know like I said, just really innocent ones like that. But then now Jay, of course, you have some other ones that are not so innocent. <laughs> now, have you seen some of these that I'm going to be talking about here? Have you seen the one about Walt Disney? The actual sign of Walt Disney World, you know, it's his name. No, I did not see that one. Okay. So if you look up Walt Disney, and it's the Walt Disney signature, you know, the really, you know, accentuated right. W and the accentuated D. If you look at that, they basically say that the 666 symbol is in there. Uh, the first six is in the first part of the W. The second one is in the O above the I of Disney. And the, sec- and the third one is in the Y of Disney uh for the third one so basically saying 666 and uh walt disney which is uh you know everybody uh puts that together with uh satanism and things of that nature we know he was anti-semitic so it's not that far of a jump (laughs) have you have you seen mom written in the wendy's logo no i haven't tell me about that one yeah if you look directly at her everybody looks at her it's supposed to be uh kind of suggestive because the original the original uh, Wendy was actually a little bit younger looking. So it was kind of meant to a- appeal more to families. Right. Uh, you know, the, the full family. But if you look directly at her, her collar, the way the blue and the white stripes go, uh-huh. uh, it looks like mom. Really? That's interesting. Hmm. I never knew that. So another one, Jay, that I didn't know either, uh, which was the classic Coca-Cola, um, the actual, you know, the writing where it said Coca-Cola. and. Mm-hmm. If you were to, to uh, invert that, basically mirror that and make it go backwards, it says no Muhammad, no Mika in Arabic. It's pretty crazy, man. That's insane. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So, I didn't know about that Yeah, one. I didn't know about that one either. And, uh, the course, the um, one that I've known about for a while, which was the Google one, the Google Chrome icon, you know, that colorful yeah. one with the blue dot and yeah. then the, the, the red, the, the yellow and the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is supposedly a six 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 symbol as well. So huh. yeah. So if you look at the lines, 
where it meets the the center circle it's basically a bunch of sixes three sixes you know around in a circle uh so that's another one um have you heard about the monster energy drink one jay i did not yeah the hell did i miss <laughs> so jay this is crazy so check this out go to your phone you have your phone next to you i do okay google monster energy drink logo and everybody at home please do this as well anybody that's listening to this podcast you can just open up another window and google monster energy drink logo and you'll see there the classic monster energy drink logo the green like m with a black background but if you look at that yeah those green little logos those are actually separate little numerological signs and symbols those are actually signs in in uh, Hebrew, and those those signs are numbers for six. So it's six 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 right there. Oh my gracious! Yeah, man, it's right there in front of your face, dude. So yeah, so there you go, Monster Energy Drink six 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 right there in front of your face, man. So uh, I've been seeing a lot of this crazy stuff here, man, Jay, and it's 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 pretty much out there. Another one they talk about is the Seven Eleven. I mean Seven Up, um, the the drink. That everybody you know knows is very famous, uh, you know, popular, and um, that actually has to do with the seven chakras in the body, and that's why really? it's seven up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty interesting, Jay, that people have kind of figured this out throughout time. You know, it's kind of like uh, you know, after a while, it's like, oh, it's not so nefarious anymore because you know it's kind of out there now. And um, some other ones that I found out too, Jay, which are pretty interesting. Which was here. Let me see here. Give me one second. I'm pulling it up right now. That's all right. There's the Tostitos label. Oh, yeah. I saw that one, Jay. Tell me the, about that one. The, the two the T's two are supposed to invoke uh, a family and, I think, Latin heritage. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because it's right. like two people sharing a chip over over the, the eye and the, the, the dot on the eye. It's almost like a bowl of... You know, like a dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. That's crazy, man. I, I, you know, and it's crazy. To know, I didn't even know about half of these. I started doing some research on this, Jay. And I'm like, this is some crazy ass shit, Jay. I was like, I like how? How is this even possible? You know what I mean? Well, it's it is. It's, it's unbelievable. Did you actually know that um, there were some studies done? I want to say back in the the early '50s uh, that had to do with subliminal marketing. And subliminal advertising and subliminal messages um, having to do with uh, food consumption, uh, oh, yeah. but they ended up oh, yeah. they ended up being totally debunked and turned out to be a uh, uh, someone on the on the pay. Mm-hmm. So he was totally screwing up all the all the test results. That's that's really crazy. You know, um, another one, another. Uh conspiracy theory that runs along this same pattern jay is the uh the oil companies in in the the major ones in the world here and how they're connected to uh pagan symbolism um for instance if you look at the texaco sign that's pretty much a freaking uh, pentagram right there right uh, there yeah that's right there in front of your face right there yeah it's right there uh the that's sh- right right in your face Kapam. yeah the shell symbol uh, that's supposed to have something to do with um uh, you know it's uh the she the seashell of course which um, basically it has something to do with the birth of Venus and has to do with Aphrodite. So that's part of where the pagan symbol is for that. Um, and then you have the uh, Sunoco symbol, which is the perfect uh, diamond, they always call it, which is the 
the yellow part of the Sunoco sign that's um, in the background. Um, yep. You have the Amoco sign, which you have the light of, uh, I forget the name of it, um, the torch or something. It's some significant thing in pagan religion. But that's where the fucking, you see in the Amoco sign, the, the torch in the middle. Um, the Chevron, you have the dual, uh, the dual diamonds that basically if you invert them, they become a diamond. Um, the golf symbol, which is the 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 son of um, Harry's or something like that. So that that's that. And then you got the mobile symbol, which is Pegasus. So I mean, think about it, Jay. Why are all these oil companies, you know, revolving around all these pagan fucking symbols, man? Why? Because they hate America. <laughs> no, I think they love America, dude. Come on, America is where they fucking. <laughs> they love their money, money for damn sure. Damn right they do. Damn right they damn do. Damn right. But it's, yeah, right. there is but we some... love we love their gas, so it kind of works out. That, yeah, uh, it's it's crazy that it's almost like like a domino effect. You get one company that has some good success, and you want to try to find derivative actions of it to just kind of piece off your own little portion of that that golden goose, if you will. Yeah, that's. I think that's the 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 um, you know the goal at the end, and you know of course we've seen Jay, you know not just with subliminal advertising. We've seen subliminal messaging in a lot of the movies, and we talk about, um, you know, we could make a whole podcast dedicated to Walt Disney films and some of the stuff that's in those things. Oh well. my God, the things that are in those movies, the the underlying storylines, and and a lot of them are, are very very similar. Yeah. Oh yeah, they just kind of repeat the same kind of storyline, and they just you know you know change the characters, of course. But you know everything from um, you know when uh, in the Lion King when Simba falls on the on the on the on the, uh, I guess, the grass, and it spells sex in the air. Um, I mean, what else? The Little Mermaid uh, with the king with his penis. Um, what else? <laughs> what else am I missing here, Jay? I mean, there's oh, there's a plethora I mean, of them, right? I mean, the most obvious one, I think, is the phallic nose on Pinocchio. Oh, well, there you go, right? I mean, it literally is staring you in the face. <laughs> Right there, right, right in front. In of you. the face. Right in the face. <laughs> There's so much imagery, and it's not even just those ones. That's the thing with the with these movies. You have to, if you pay attention, uh, sometimes even doing excessive research, you'll see additional imagery, additional storylines. You'll see that there's more than meets the eye. All Transformers pun completely intended. Yeah, it makes sense. And you know what, Jay? I wanted to ask you another one, another example of some of this. And I'm not sure if you've noticed this at all, but in the hip-hop community, you've seen a change. I am thick in the hip-hop community. <laughs> I did not choose the thug life, my friends. It chose you, the right? The thug life, it chose me. Uh, but uh, like I was saying, um, in the hip-hop community, the motif of what – like maybe what a person is supposed to look tough looks like no. has changed significantly since no. when we were like teenagers. So like, for instance, what I'm saying is this. So in like hip hop music, for instance, uh, most of the time they're talking about girls and, you know, getting high and doing drugs and having money and cars and all this shit. Right. That's, yeah. you know, that's, that's the usual, you know, hip hop motif. You know, but back in the day, you know, guys were wearing like fucking baggy ass jeans, you mm -hmm. know, oversized shirts, jackets. Mm -hmm. um, and then it went into kind of like almost like a pretty boy phase where, you know, like when P. Diddy was like real, you know, popping, 
you know, people were wearing like these fucking glitter pants and fucking. It went. It went from. <clears throat> it went from kind of grimy, dirty, yeah, yeah, unsanitary, right, to a much cleaner, more polished, right. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, and it's changed even more so now. Like if you look at some of the rappers now, like uh, like, like Post okay, Malone? well, yeah, like okay, yeah, Post Malone. I mean, that's a good example. I mean, you know, he's not the hardest looking guy. No, you know what I mean. With all those tattoos, no, he's popular as fuck though. He's popular as hell though. I mean, I mean, that's what's popping right now, right? And then you got like the guys like Takashi Six Nine. I mean, dude, the guy with a, this, a tattoo it, of a Six Nine. So out of time every time you say the word popping. <laughs> Ah, sorry, dude. I had to, I had to bring popping back, bro. I'm bringing popping back, bro. Listen, and then you got this Takashi six nine dude who has like fucking rainbow hair. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, he looks like a skill that came on his mouth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, and those are the tough guys now. Those guys would have gotten run like out of the fucking city like twenty years ago if they would have came through the city looking like yeah. that. It was a different, it was a different, a whole different era, a whole different generation, man. Uh, you know, I'm sure they're hard in their own respects and whatnot, but you're talking, when you're talking guys like Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, uh, you know, Suge Knight running around in the back, in the background, <laughs> I mean, that, that guy was a legitimate, he's like the comic book, the Marvel character Kingpin. He's the Kingpin. Uh, is what yeah, is. yeah. I mean, <laughs> those were guys you just didn't fuck with. No, yeah. I mean, we all know the you know the story about Vanilla Ice and him, you know, taking him by his ankles and hanging him upside down off a fucking balcony of a, a hotel. You know, you know what that makes me think of? What's that? <laughs> the movie Be Cool. I'm that might have been kind of the slug plot when they when the Russians hang. <laughs> yeah. Vince falling out of the window, and he's like, you can't do this. You can't hang me from a window and hit me. You can't do this. Hey, lawyers. Hey, lawyers. Yeah, it's yeah. me, Carousel. C-A-R-A. <laughs> yep, that was it, man. That's a, that's a funny movie. Um, but, yeah, they, probably, they took that from that whole situation with Vanilla Ice, definitely, and Suge Knight. But what I'm saying is, it's like, there's like a subliminal thing that's going on. It's like almost like a feminization of hip hop a little bit, don't you think? Uh, I mean, it's a distinct possibility. I, really, if you look at it, look at all the all the countercultures. Yeah. Right. You have you have the obvious, and I'm only saying this because this is what I've heard. I don't feel it. I don't believe this, but you know, it starts off with like the majority, which is us white folk, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have you know, the Latin cultures and you have this, right. you know, the black cultures, you have Brazilian cultures, now you have Asian cultures, all starting to mix. And it seems like um, there's barriers that like keep surrounding the, the wagons on it. And a lot of times what happens is the culture that we've gotten used to where, you know, men are in power or, you know, it's a man's world. It is starting to change to where it's definitely much more of a woman's world, and they're taking their stance. Women like uh, Cardi B, she is one of the most aggressive female rappers ever. Iggy Zalea, absolutely, she's unbelievably talented. And these aren't like they don't like the women of the '80s rap, you know, like Salt and Pepper or Queen Latifah. I mean, those were strong, proud black women. I would not put Cardi B or uh, Iggy Azalea in that realm. But it seems like they have more power, more control than a Queen Latifah did. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. And uh, it, and that's what is the norm these days. And it's just, you know, we've gone from the baggy pants to the fucking, 
um, you know, the what, what do they call those skinny jeans now? I Jay skinny jeans with like the big extra Jay, pocket in the crotch. You're, you're not going to find a pair of skinny jeans on my fat ass. I'm telling you right now. It's just not happening. You listen, you know, what? I can't say I've never worn them, but <laughs> it's just not for me, man. I don't know. It, it's just I guess maybe it's one of those things, you know, you get older with age and you're just like, oh, I can't change the way I am, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, no, I'm just like, it's just, it doesn't look attractive. There's, I mean, there's nothing masculine about wearing jeans that are like skin tight to your, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just me. I guess maybe in the eighties it was cool too. Maybe, you know what I mean? You had the skin, well, the skin tight the, jeans, you know what I mean? You're fucking, well, crotch you're ball, about, you know? well, yeah, again, you're talking about two, two subcultures, right? You, you've got, you had the hip hop area, the, the hip hop uh, followers, were into the you know run the MCs and things of that nature, and then you had the metalheads were into Metallica, and Motley Crue, and you know Slayer, and the two basically were in the same shit, really, right? Right, but we didn't. It was just it was a mirror. We were a mirror image of one another, right? Yeah, you know, metalheads had long hair, skinny jeans, um, you so know, similar but yet so different. <laughs> Exactly, but at the same same time, they both did the same thing. They were both closed minded to anything that was new. They uh, they shit on anything that was new. Uh, it was only everything about the past, right? And and they were there were two genres, two cultures that were all about protecting and not allowing outside influences. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so that's what the you know the culture has has bred you know through time, and I just. You know, I wonder. Like, it's it's funny how the 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 marketing and 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 things have changed, and, and they just kind of flip flop, and they kind of interchange from genre to genre. Like, for instance, like you're talking about, like you know, the '80s hair metal band, you know, uh, you know, tight jeans, you know, black T-shirt. That's what the fucking kids are wearing now these days, man. These hip hop kids. That's exactly the motif, man. It's the same shit, but just changes yeah. from you know to a different genre. So, yeah, it's it's interesting to me, man, and it's all very interesting to me how it's all done through advertising and through you know a, a way of, of of getting this message across. Um, have you ever heard the theory, Jay, about um, the frequencies of music and like some of these record companies, like? tuning these songs to a certain frequency so that way it can be more are you talking about the brown note yeah maybe maybe do you know the brown note is no talk about it so supposedly and i don't believe this i'm pretty sure this happened just on an episode of the league and people started to run with it (laughs) um but there's a note that can be hit that's so low it shakes your bowel and makes you shit your pants oh i could believe that i i actually can't believe that dude seriously I mean, think about it. I mean, they talk about frequencies and, 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 you know, different types of vibrations and, you know, them being able to, you know, do very, very miraculous things with that, um, you know, move certain objects, you know, levitate objects and things of that nature. So why couldn't a sound make you fucking shit your pants? Why not? I mean, it is totally possible. And here's the, the interesting thing when it comes to frequency, because all, all frequency really is, is, is how sound vibrates right. uh, through an object. So... And we naturally vibrate. Uh, there is a natural frequency or vibration just to our existing. Right. Uh, it would be interesting to see how a frequency might 
might mess with our our physiology, might mess with our our body composition, or might mess with with our consciousness. Yeah, yeah, I I, I do believe it's possible. Yeah, that that kind of leads into probably another podcast. But listen, that's a that's a good wrap up for uh, tonight, man. And I think uh, so. yeah, that's a it's a good wrap up for you know the symbolism and some of this you know uh, you know subliminal advertising and messaging that these people do in this these huge, huge, you know, multi, multi-billion dollar companies. It's just amazing that it's right there in front of our face, Jay. It's not very far. We don't have to search or, you know, look very far. It's right there. So, uh, well, listen, that brings us uh, to our next segment of the podcast, which is What to Watch, Jay. And, of course, uh, this is a segment of the podcast where Jay gives us a suggestion of something that he's watched either on TV or in the movies or something, uh, and then he wants to suggest for us to watch. Jay, what do you have for this week for What to Watch? So this week, I actually have a very interesting one. I was on a Stream Xfinity, which is a cable provider right here. Yep. And with my particular package, I get access to certain on-demand movies. And HBO also has some documentaries. Like I watched the one on Robin Williams, which is fantastic. Mm. Um, I watched one on Muhammad Ali, which was awesome. But the one that really got me, the one that stuck to me, was called The Many Lives of Nick Bonacani. For those who don't know, Nick Bonacani was a professional football player. Uh, He played on the Miami Dolphins' 1972 undefeated team, which is argued as one of the best teams of all time, if not the the best. Right. I disagree, but that's just me. Right. Um, 49ers fan. Yeah, whatever. I'll <laughs> I'll put that ninety four I'll put that ninety four Niners team against the seventy two Dolphins any day of the week. We're talking about two different like decades. Uh, don't <laughs> give a like seventy two and ninety what? Um ninety four. Ninety four, exactly. We're talking about like almost twenty years, dude. I don't <clears throat> give of course up. they're gonna be better. They're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. Of course. <laughs> Or whatever. <laughs> Anywho, I, I also like how the 72 Dolphins don't acknowledge that there were two teams that theoretically went undefeated before them. Uh, only one, they've go. only done it since <clears throat> the Super Bowl era, but let's be real. Okay, they're not the only one to ever do it. Right. And it's it's incredible. Hats off to you, but you weren't the greatest. You also, there's, anyways, I'm so getting what's off about on this a guy? total yeah. fucking What's going on with this? Yeah. So Nick Bonac- so it's called the Many Lives of Nick Bonacani. Nick Bonacani was part of the Killer B defense on the Miami Dolphins. Gotcha. Uh, and he was an undersized player, but he played with a lot of heart and a lot of passion and ended up becoming a leader and had a really solid 15-year career. And back then, football players didn't get paid the money they do now. So he left and went and ended up getting a job working. Uh, he ended up becoming a COO of a tobacco company. He ended up being on a sports show on HBO. Uh, and they talk about all these things that he went through. Mm. Uh, they talk about his son, who would end up being paralyzed during a football game. Oh, no. Uh, and not just, I mean, lost all feeling from, like, his neck down. That's He's horrible. a quadriplegic. Uh, and Nick Bonacani, they show how he transitions from now being the CEO of a, of a tobacco company to being a, a, a donor and a foundation builder to help people learn how to not only deal with, but maybe even overcome being a, a quadro or a paraplegic. Wow. Uh, in fact, his his fund, I think it's called the Miami Fund, mm-hmm. um, has been raising millions and millions and millions of dollars 
you know, over the past two decades. Uh, the man was unbelievably giving. He was a great father. Uh, he actually recently passed away not too long ago. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. But what they show is they show his descent into dementia. Oh, wow. And they have some interviews with him. He's, he's clearly got CTE. Right, yeah. Ooh. And there are a couple times he says, he goes, I can't. I can't go any further. I can't do. I, I, I'm incapable of continuing. I've reached my limit. I've reached my max, basically. Like he couldn't. You could tell he was lost for whatever he was saying, whatever wherever he was going. Right. He totally. There was nothing. You know, there was nothing there. The train of thought uh, just basically left. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, and he even in that state says that if it weren't for football, all the amazing things he'd done would have never happened. He'd still be a baker in Jersey. <laughs> But it's also because of football that he's had to overcome his son being quadriplegic and him ultimately uh, dying of CTE-related symptoms. Uh, it is both a wonderment and how much one human being who just refuses to stop moving can affect and change the world so many ways for so many people in so many positive venues. Yeah. Uh, but on the, on the flip side, it shows the darker side of a sport that a lot of us here in America love and treasure, and it's more important than the kneeling of the flag and all that bullshit rhetoric. Yeah. Uh, this is a man whose whose brain was seriously and uh, affected by his years of playing. But it's it's a beautiful piece. It had me in tears. I suggest everybody go and watch it. It's not a yuck fest. Most of mine, usually the comedies are usually funny, kind of thought-provoking. This is thought-provoking in a totally different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that. I think it's a great uh, idea for uh, an episode of the podcast. We really get into the whole CTE thing and the NFL thing. I think that'd be a really good, um, you know, episode of the podcast. But now that's a great uh, what to watch, and it sounds like a remarkable story. Yeah, it, it was inspiring. Uh, it's definitely inspired me to push myself maybe a little bit harder than I do now uh, to, to see how much I can effectively do in my life. Yeah, yeah. No, it's always good to apply those things in uh, in yourself as well. So, and, uh, you know, try to, you know, have some positive results out of that. So, listen, Jay, that's awesome. Thanks for uh, recommending that uh, for what to watch uh, for this week. Uh, that brings us to the outro, uh, just like usual, Jay. And, uh, of course, just want to remind everybody, uh, the social media, how you can follow us, just go to Facebook twitter and instagram look up dark fringe radio make sure you follow share and like all of our stuff uh that's how we kind of uh you know uh get the, the word around is by you guys uh, spreading it around but uh yeah get it out there let everybody know about us friend or foe let them know about dark fringe radio one of the greatest podcasts ever known how about that jay sounds fantastic <laughs> so um of course how you can send in some correspondence to us uh, via email, you can send that to thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Of course, thedarkfringe at gmail.com. If you have a suggestion for the show, if you have uh, want to be a guest, anything like that, uh, we welcome any, anything and everything there uh, through the uh, email. And, of course, how you can listen to the podcast, just go to our website, darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. It's nonstop, man. We're going to break 70 soon, and then pretty much uh, this year, I'm, I, I'm, I guess we're planning to break 100, man. So... That'll be a pretty, it'll be a pretty interesting episode. 
Oh, I can only imagine what we're going to talk about on the 100th episode. <laughs> so, yeah, listen, uh, that's uh, to look forward to in the future. And uh, uh, that's it. Uh, again, I am Will Martinez for Jay Galosi. Thanks for tuning in on Dark Fringe Radio this week. And again, we thank you for joining in on Dark Fringe Radio. See you again next week, guys. Bye.